Well, we can go to McDonald's. You hawk? I said, are you hawk? What can I do for you? I'm the smasher. It's a nice name. Now, all I've been hearing on the road lately is this hawk is a man to beat. I can't believe everything you hear. I don't. I don't believe anything. I got a thousand since I could tear your arm off. You want it? He's trying to back out. I said, you want it? Why not? All right, let's get this table ready. Let's go. Come on, I want to show this guy something. Episode 88 of the Cult of Matt and Mark Cult Film Review Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Mark. Make sure to head over to our blog at cultfilmreview.blogspot.com or shoot us an email at cultfilmreview at gmail.com. And if you're interested, head over to Mask Books, M-A-S-Q-U-E, uh, for news on my latest novel release, Nova Byzantium, coming out sometime in November. So are we doing pre-sales on that? <laughs> no, no. Don't even go into it. I, 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 I'm... Just a little discouraged. I have hope that it will show up with a decent book cover and all that good stuff. So sometimes pre-sales are the way to go. It really worked out with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I think how much would they get? they had a first day sales of eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, I'm not expecting to clip up to uh, near a billion on my novel. <laughs> not yet, anyway. So I'm holding back uh, the exuberance just a tad. Uh, <laughs> any show news this week? Uh, I don't have any particular show news. I just uh, didn't watch a damn thing other than this movie this week. I watched World War Z. I watched the um, Film Junkies is a uh, some sort of online internet thing. They post stuff on YouTube, and they always do their honest reviews, or honest trailers, I think is what they call it. And they did one oh, for okay. World War Z. That didn't make it look too hot. What, what did you think of World War Z? I heard it didn't really take... I heard the book was really good. You read it. I haven't. And that they basically took the, the book and flushed it down the toilet and wrote a new script. Well, Rose and I watched it. It was actually uh, my first gift to Rose ever, if you can believe that. World, the book by Max Brooks, World War Z. Oh. Was, uh, I thought it was you bought the movie for her just recently no. for being married for so wow. long. No, I wouldn't be married. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I bought it for her and we thought, oh, let's watch the movie. And I knew it wasn't going to be anything close other than the premise, uh, which is a premise of every zombie movie that we've ever watched, which is odd. This is just more of a globetrotting zombie film, which the book was, but it did it in an interesting way where it was just little vignettes and little like testimonies of individuals. Uh, enduring the apocalypse, like from beginning to end. And so it had, uh, I guess, a little bit more personal feel. It wasn't told in the first person, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. This is, you know, sort of an actioner set up to uh, showcase Brad Pitt and all his manliness and pretty contrived. There was some stuff in there that sort of resembled slightly the book like the uh jerusalem stuff but i I don't know man you know it is what it is and it was just a zombie apocalypse movie but was it good eh, eh, it was a watch (laughs) i guess all right that sounds better so was it better than over the top fuck no man 
It wasn't better than over the top. It definitely, uh, if it was going for the corny awards, it was nowhere near the caliber of uh, over the top. So let's mm. get into this uh, plot rundown, if you want to call it that. Lincoln Hawk, played by Sylvester Stallone. Lincoln Hawk. I know it's he has he has a his first name is a last name, and his last <laughs> name is not a name. <laughs> is a long haul truck driver who years ago abandoned his wife Christina played by Suzanne Blakely, and their son, Michael, played by David Mendenhall. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but uh, the character of Michael in this film yes. does not take his father's last name, because if he did, guess what his name would be? Michael Hawk? Mike Hawk. <laughs> Mike Hawk. Is that some sort of a screenwriting joke? I don't know. <laughs> so throughout this whole review, I'm just going to call him Mike Hawk. <laughs> My cock is a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> That's right. All right. So uh, Hawk comes to see the heir of his ways and wants to reconcile with his loved ones, only to discover that Christina is in the hospital, suffering from the last stages of a terminal illness. Uh, her wealthy and powerful father, played by Robert Loja, has come to hate Hawk for the way he left his daughter to fend for herself, and he wants full custody of the boy upon her death. But Hawk is desperate to mend his relationship with Michael. He kidnaps the boy. Does he really kidnap the boy? I, I didn't get that. Uh, no, he doesn't. In fact, there's there's also already some screaming, uh, just blatantly incorrect parts to this uh, summary. You're just going to have to bear with. It, it gets Keep the, going. This, I'll point it out later. Let's just... Let's drive this old Mack truck right through this train wreck of a used car lot. <laughs> this this movie gets the summary it deserves, I think. Anyway, uh, he kidnaps the boy, and as Jason's hired goons give chase, Hawk points his truck toward the once one place where he can win the money and recognition that will earn his son's respect. <laughs> a risk rest, a wrist wrestling championship in Las Vegas. <sighs> all right. First of all, it's not wrist wrestling; it's called arm wrestling. Second. Uh, Laja's character, the grandfather, he, the patriarch of the family, he doesn't dislike Hawk because he left the family. The truth is he sabotaged the marriage because he never liked Hawk. He didn't think it was, he was a good father for his, his daughter. I mean, his daughter basically married somebody of low standing. Well, his, he was in a rather rarefied, a wealthy family, respectable family. And then this no good, you know, blue collar stiff comes and knocks up and marries his daughter and he hates him and he sabotages the relationship. He tells lies about him doing drugs. And basically you get the backstory is that Hawk is, uh, decides it's best for everybody. If he just leaves the picture at some point, right? That's the storyline. Yeah, it it's is the clearly story mapped out so that it's just the, the summary is just plain wrong about that. You're going to have to email Mark Deming and tell him he's a fuckwit and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, it would so. have been nice if you would have watched the movie. I mean, it's not a complicated uh, storyline. I mean, I'm not sure how you get confused about the storyline of Over the Top. I mean, you get confused <laughs> about the motivations and the behavioral choices of uh, Lincoln. But other than that, I think that Loja's character and just the, the interplay between the four people, the mother, the father, the son, and the grandfather, are pretty straightforward. Okay, you pointed out the premise accurately. And you gave each one of the characters appropriate motivation. Uh, what happened with the execution of this film is... I I don't find any fault with the execution of this Ooh, film. I think it took a works. simple storyline and it toyed, 
told it in a pretty straightforward. It was nicely shot. Had some pretty good late 80s music under it. I thought, uh, you know, some of the acting was subpar, but, you know, you didn't really expect anything wow. too amazing from it. I thought, some, I thought especially the uh, the last half hour with the the, the big, long uh, arm wrestling uh, competition, I thought some of the shooting there was really great. We had all sorts of – we had some real great close-ups, some real nice frenetic sort of handheld work. We had some really interesting – they, they cut in some, like, TV-style interviews with some of the competitors in with all this other camera work. I thought it was really nicely done, and I, I, I found the last half an hour rather gripping. <laughs> okay. So uh, this will be an interesting podcast because Mark uh, likes the movie over the top. and finds never seen it little, before. Little fault with it. I have never seen it. So I'm not set up for all the prejudice that come. No, no. I had never seen premise. it before I watched it. I just heard about it, that it was like a great piece of 80s schlock. And oh. uh, people people would reference it time to time again, but I, I never saw it. So I took this opportunity to finally see what people were talking about. Doesn't the schlock, the corniness, and the bad acting, and the bizarre premise of arm wrestling, probably the only arm wrestling movie that was ever filmed. Uh, well, yeah, as, it's uh, really, it's really, a, it's an unusual film. It's weird to have arm wrestling be the central element of the film, and because, I think it works because really it's, well for what it is. No, because arm wrestling is kind of stupid for uh, a way to prove to uh, his his son, Mike Cock, that the... Uh, <laughs> Look, at the end of the movie, he didn't need to prove anything to my cock. He had already given up on my cock. He signed away all his rights to my cock. He was just doing it for himself. Yeah, right. So uh, my cock came to him. I mean, my cock, he somehow got onto an international flight on TWA. Then my cock snuck away on the tarmac. And then my cock got into like the baggage processing and next thing you know pop, my cock pops out at the baggage carousel <laughs> i mean hawk never saw my cock coming <laughs> oh you know to be to not be fair i guess to be fair why did the why did the whole uh link lincoln hawk and mike cock interplay seemed really creepy and weird the whole movie the 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 kid obviously was miscast terrible actor uh had this bizarre 180 turnaround with his father that he had been estranged from and insulated against and inoculated against with all the you know drug stories that uh robert loja was telling and that the mother never gave Mycock all the letters that Lincoln wrote. Yeah, but that was later in the film. Like, there was some turnaround, like, I don't know, when he was arm wrestling the stereotypical uh, 80s bullies that we got treated to in almost every other mm-hmm. 80s movies that started started Man, Matt, teenage my kids. life is never going to meet you halfway. Just come again. Explain. What do you mean? Never meet me halfway with this film. I can't expect too much. Is what you're saying? No, no that was that was uh, Lincoln Hawk's uh, advice to my cock. Oh, life's never going to meet you halfway. You got to yeah. reach out and grab. You got to take it. You got to take my cock. Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> you got to take one. my I cock can't. by the balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, the character is Michael Cutler. I think was done specifically yeah. for the reason that nobody wanted to call him Mike Hawk in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Why do you have to call him Lincoln Hawk? I don't know. Because <laughs> he, he had a hood that, ornament. That was a hawk. That was a I hawk. And he said, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to reinvent myself here in this whole trucker thing. And uh, I think Stallone was out uh, doing some uh, doing some uh, antique shopping, and he found this great hawk hood ornament. And that's where the right. idea came to him as a, a trucker with the last name a hawk. And by the way, those truck ornaments are all interchangeable. As you can see, he took it off his old rig, and he just kind of like – there was like a little nub there that fit perfectly onto his mm-hmm. new rig at the end of the movie where he wins the new tractor trailer or whatever. So, yeah, that was convenient. Boy, it must be easy to steal those hood ornaments. So, what are we talking about? I, you're defending the movie. I'm, I, I have the urge to just take it apart. And well, then let's start taking it apart. First, let me see. What is the biggest thing that we could take apart? about this movie how about the incredibly blatant uh marketing ad placement throughout the entire film i saw ads for old spice i saw ads for alka-seltzer i actually saw one guy drinking alka-seltzer at one point with an alka-seltzer t-shirt on oh, there was okay. ads for soloflex valvoline motor oil transworld airlines uh adidas volvo trucking pepsi duracell and, uh, among many others so the executive producer of this film was basically corporate America. I think they, uh, I think maybe rides. that's how they funded it. <laughs> there was all sorts of stuff. Well, I just can imagine some eighties executive producer just just loaded on coke, you know, looking for <laughs> looking for something. Yeah, looking for something, and having a pile of scripts, and just like, yeah, man. The uh, arm wrestling movie Wh- that hasn't been done, you know. I'm, I'm knee high in ninja movies and uh, the the their ilk. I need something. I need something a little different here in the '80s. And I don't think an arm wrestling movie has ever been made. Uh, and it has a cozy little redemption story in it as well. You know. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, with some holes. Uh, with some huge gigantic holes that make absolutely no sense. You could drive a truck uh, through. Um, more or less pun intended. Uh, so, but the uh, Sylvester Stallone, I don't know what he was doing at the time. What was like his, uh, big vehicle? Was he still milking the Rocky series? Was that his deal? Did he ever uh, stop milking the Rocky? Series? No, he never stopped milking it, but I don't know if he was still like solid in that or if he had moved on and what was his, other? well, he was in the Rambo franchise and that came out in like 84, 85, uh, so this, you know, kind of slides across his agent's desk and, uh, he's like, eh, you know, uh, something a little bit more touching, you know, for the kids, uh, kind of show off your physique a little bit. And, uh, he's like, eh, all right, I'll go along with it. Sylvester Stallone, he's kind of the, uh, he was kind of the Keanu Reeves before Keanu Reeves. He, he fit a niche and that niche is a pun- punchy struggling boxer. And that's really where, you know. His his world is defined as far as acting ability. Uh, maybe an ex-Vietnam vet in the first Rambo movie, which wasn't bad. Uh, but other than that, he was good in Copland. I don't know if you saw Copland. That was the only other dramatic I've never role seen that, that I thought he was decent in. I've, I've always really liked Stallone when he plays. I, I guess I don't really have a 
big problem with his acting in this movie. I thought Loja's performance was actually very good, especially near the end where his sort of steel demeanor and hatred of uh, Lincoln Hawk sort of breaks down at the end. You see him tearing up during the final uh, wrestling match when uh, Mike and uh, Hawk finally re... When Lincoln is reunited with Mike Hawk. And, yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> and Loja sort of knows he's defeated and he, the humanity in him seeps out. I thought, right. it, was, I thought it was rather moving. So, are you serious? You found moving yeah, moments I thought Loja's performance was really good. Well, he plays sort of th- a two-dimensional character, but at the end, I thought some of his non-verbal acting was, was really nice. When they here's, what I, here's what I did watching the movie. I swapped out Robert Loja's Jason Cutler Mm-hmm. Uh, character, I just swapped him with uh, Mr. Eddie from Lost Highway, uh, the first film we reviewed. I just assumed he was the same guy, and then the movie was kind of working a little bit better. That he was you like, like porno some, tapes uh, that make you hard. <laughs> yeah, just he was some uh, kind of despicable, high-profile LA gangster with a bunch of uh, uh, thugs that did his bidding and all that stuff. And I, you know, to be honest, I was watching this and I was like, be. Mike Cock was way better off with with uh, his grandfather than the whole blue collar uh, bullshit hanging out with uh, his truck driving dad. There's no future in that shit. There's no, uh, you know. No, of course, there's a future. They got they got the they got the five was it hundred thousand dollar prize, the two hundred fifty thousand dollar <laughs> truck. They're going to start their own trucking business. That that is really is that. I oh, mean, you know that. Uh, uh, Lincoln Hawk has a great mind for business. You saw how he solved the problem with uh, trying to get his son back by driving his truck into Robert <laughs> Loja's house. That yeah, worked really I mean, well. I was watching that. I was like, you know, uh, I, I think his grandpa is right. I think he should really stay away from that, from that fucking well, you know, the thing, impetuous the monster. That uh, if Lincoln Hawk had wanted my cock back... <laughs> He was in great legal standing to do it. I mean, the the film said as much. All he needed to do was take a couple thousand dollars and hire a lawyer. And it's just a formality that he'd be given custody of his son. But after he goes and runs that, his truck into a house, I'm pretty sure that any uh, family uh, judge is probably going to look a little uh, sidelong, you know, be a little questionable about the ability to raise a child. It was just really a bad decision on Lincoln's part. Oh. All I can think of is like Sylvester Stallone's reading through the script with uh, the director and doing the read through. He's like, "Yo, hey, I, uh, you know, going to a lawyer that doesn't seem as, uh, you know, typical of what I normally do is you need to just drive his truck through the front gate and blow through the fountain and rush in and like, yeah, that's much more Stallone. I think we need that in the film, and then let's rewrite it after that. I, I mean, it, yeah, I don't get it because it seems like I thought. When I was in the middle of the movie, when uh, after uh, after the the mother dies and uh, and uh, Mike Michael runs away and catches a taxi, that I thought that maybe the big thing would be that there was going to be a legal battle over custody, and that uh, Hawk needed some funds to fund that, and then he'd go and put everything on the line in Vegas to get uh, a few tens of thousands of dollars to go up against the big big shot lawyers that uh Loja's yeah was see i thought that would have been a, a nicer way to finish it that way he needs the money not because he's got nothing to lose and he's lost everything but because he needed 
he needed to responsibly and legally gain custody of his child. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. You could have actually, besides the bizarre arm wrestling part of that, I was thinking like, what if, uh, what if Lincoln Hawk was like a half schizophrenic uh, savant chess player, you know? And this was like more of a. I was trying to think if it would work, like if you could have sort of a different dynamic and make this an actual good movie. Uh, maybe make it, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. I don't more see Sammy watchable. Hagar's uh, uh, music going along as nicely <laughs> with, uh, with with a, a timed chess tournament. Maybe if they were playing that uh, like super fast chess, what is that called? Where you speed got, like, chess. No time on? Yeah, speed chess. Maybe. Then you can I, see a guy I, named Smasher challenge you to a speed chess round. It's just so bizarre, the arm wrestling thing. And that's like... Like, I mean, why is why is that so bizarre? I mean, the Lincoln character is sort of a low tier uh, private contractor truck driver. He's got a crummy truck. Uh, he's always had trouble getting money together. So what he does on the side is he hustles, and Mike Michael Michael calls him a hustler, which is what he does. He does pickup games of arm wrestling. He's a great arm wrestler, but he's never made arm wrestling his career. He just you know, for a few hundred dollars here and there, he'll arm wrestle tough guys. And that's just yeah, sort of it, how he makes it, some Is that even real? Side. I haven't even looked. I, 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 I got to look now to see if there's About actually, what? like, arm wrestling tournaments. And Of course there's arm wrestling tournaments. It's a sport. It's I mean, really a sport. What is so strange that arm wrestling... Hell, video games are a fucking sport. They have video game tournaments where you can win tens of thousands of dollars for winning, you know, playing... Uh, uh, defense of the ancients and all those other stupid games you, you, yeah I, I okay so i'm i'm looking i just hit arm wrestling tournaments and uh a bunch of shit came up so it's actually I mean, arm wrestling is a really technical sport i mean it's all technique it's not really even strength it's all about placement of your ligaments and bones to you know cause the stressors to be evenly balanced throughout your body i think it's it, I don't see how it couldn't be categorized as a sport. It has all the characteristics of a sport. It's about training. It's about technique. It's about God-given talent. And it's a physical activity. I mean, just because it's one-on-one and you're sitting down, not too many physical sports do you sit down at. But if, other than that, I don't see how it doesn't, it can't be. No, you're not sitting down. You're wearing those really fucked out Ziggy Stardust high heel shoes that what man everybody was wearing those in 87 (laughs) not that we're like a did you not have a pair of those in high school (laughs) oh i do have an arm wrestling story do i I wasn't actually a witness but uh we had these two young guys who just hired on to the company and trying to do justice to them one of them uh, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna use first names because I'm not witty enough on my feet to actually use uh, contrived names. But uh, John, I call him White Noise John, and White Noise John, he was like an Adderall kid or an ADH kid, ADHD kid, and his mouth just kind of spat out nonsense constantly. And uh, I remember going to lunch with him one time, and he was like, blah, 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 blah. and then this guy, and then he jumped up, and then the car hit him, and then he rolled over the top, and it broke the windshield. And I was like, I looked at him, I was like, what the fuck did you, what are you talking about? I, I was I was totally tuned out. 
And he's like, oh, it's this TV commercial I saw. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, 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 that's why I call them white noise, John. I actually had to tune into his station to, to like, once in a while to figure out what he was saying because he was constantly mm-hmm. spouting nonsense continuously. Uh, and he, he's, like, really a mature dude. He's married now with a kid, crazy. Anyway, and then there's this other guy, uh, Pete. And Pete was, uh, he was above corporate life, even though he was starting his corporate career. And uh, Pete uh, had dreadlocks, which was a little odd, but, you know, it gave us a little bit more diversity. So we were really They were short dreadlocks, though. Yeah. Uh, he was really annoying. Uh, anyway, but uh, so one day, bored at our company, which happens on occasion, uh, they said, hey, let's arm wrestle each other. And so in our cubicle, there's sort of this center round table and you can kind of turn around and have like quickie meetings or something. And so John said he could beat Pete at arm wrestling and, uh, you know, they're going to prove it. And so <laughs> I'm walking back from another building, from another meeting or something. And I see the aid cars parked in the roundabout in front of my office building. And I'm like, Oh, so, you know, another, another, uh, another stroke, Heart, heart attack everybody's almost retired in my company so you know whatever same 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 difference and i get up there and like the aid guys the emts are just leaving and one of my friends is there i'm like what the fuck just happened here man it's like oh man pete <laughs> pete got taken off in an aid car is broke his wrist or broke his arm forearm so they've been wrestling in the cubicle like fucking off I mean, arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. John totally, like, broke Pete's arm. And I was like, oh, well, man, they're going to get fired. And I told my dad, who used to work in my company for ages ago, you know, for 30 years or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, they totally get fired, you know, because he was telling me stories of uh, people engaged in horseplay and the injured party as well as the party – you know who instigated it both get fired and that's been company policy for time eternal dudes are still around man they they never got canned i don't know what happened i don't know what kind of corrective action memo they got written up but uh yeah i was like well that kind of sets the bar what i'm capable you know what people are capable of here you can just snap some dude's arm in your cubicle and nobody nobody cares so. anyway. yeah but both those guys are fucking awesome engineers I uh, know. <laughs> if you're good Once enough, quit, you actually. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm looking at a picture now of a typical fracture, and it looks pretty bad. It's like compound, so the thing's just snapped. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's easy if you use bad technique to to break, uh, you know, their radius or your ulna. They're pretty brittle bones. All right. So you've convinced me there's a market for arm wrestling competitions. Now, didn't uh, you think that – I mean, just – I know you wanted to dog arm wrestling being the central sport around this. But I'm not dogging. I guess I don't it's understand. I don't understand why that's why it is so. Why it makes the movie so ridiculous that this man makes a makes a sort of as a side living this sort of transient truck driver makes some money on the side arm wrestling and the fact that he is actually one of the elite arm wrestlers, but he doesn't believe in himself enough to make a career out of it. What? Why is that such a an incredibly absurd storyline. It's not an absurd storyline. It's absurd because it's depicted cinematically. It's just, you know, there's a whole range of sports out there that are not deserving of cinematic 
display or enhancement, so to speak. Uh, I can only think of like bowling movies, which uh, Kingpin, which is an awesome movie, and to a lesser extent, The Big Lebowski. But Kingpin is a joke. It's a joke of a movie because it's about yeah. bowling. It's a bowling movie, but it's it's a comedy. It's ridiculous because there's really no dramatic elements to bowling. Uh, arm wrestling seems to be of the same ilk. Nobody's like you know. There's no uh, there's no Rocky style drama going on in a competition. There's just two dudes grunt looking like they're having butt sex with each other, and you know arms going back and forth. It's silly. So, this is silly. I mean, just to transfer this, so there's no way they can make a good movie about a, uh, say, oh, I don't know, a billiards hustler that finally has to find the internal greatness within himself? Are you talking about, like, the Paul Newman movie? What's it mm-hmm. called? That's her. I never saw it, but I, is it? A, I have never seen it. So is it about pool? I mean, it's about it, pool, the hustler. Okay. All right. But I mean, I just don't think, something I don't think a little bit more. I don't think it's that weird. I mean, you didn't find any of the arm wrestling at the end of the movie, the sweaty faces, the smack talking. You didn't the frenetic cuts and camera moves. You didn't find that in any way exhilarating at the near the at the end of the movie. I mean, there's 20 minutes of it at the end of the movie. <laughs> if you didn't like that part of the movie, you're never going to like that movie. It's nothing but that over and it's over. It's silly. Again. And who's into it? Uh, people play pool all the time. People play pool. People have pool tables in their basement. People don't have arm wrestling tables in there. It's not like a, it's not it's not something people engage in to even well, have. It's any. not super popular in the U.S., but I could imagine it's in some other countries. It may be. I mean, you don't need much. You just need one of those tables. They can't be that expensive. It's got a couple of posts for your hands and some divots to put your arms in. I mean, it couldn't be. It should. It could be something that people would have in their basement. Okay. Along with their sex swing. <laughs> their Thai butterfly sex swing chair. <laughs> yeah. No, it's one of those seats where the dick comes up through Oh, the, like through from the, uh, the Burn After the, Reading. Yeah, Burn After Reading. Yeah. Yeah, the dick the, the dildo chair. No, I know. You know, I, there's one thing about this. I know you you didn't enjoy I mean, I had a sort of the feeling of professional wrestling from it. And I think that's sort yeah, of Yeah, well they that's were what they're going, going for. for. There was and professional wrestling is very enjoyable to watch you obviously there's no way you could be have been a fan of the wwf oh uh, no no oh of course i was Are you well this me? the whole all fan. the cinematography was was that in this movie yeah but there was wrestling that was much more entertaining than watching two two static dudes grunting like they're fucking each other uh with like no stunt work going on i mean the reason you watch wrestling is because there's nice stunt work it's choreographed stunts. Uh, it's not, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'd probably get taken apart by Hulk Hogan by calling it fake. But it's sort of beside the point. It's a show. It's a stunt show. You like seeing, like, guys doing, like, uh, windmills mm-hmm. off the, you know, top rope and all that good stuff. and pile well, I'm not, It's fun to watch. I'm not saying that going to a professional arm wrestling competition would be fun to watch. It would yeah. sounds like it would be really boring. But that's not what we see in the movie. We see a great piece of theater in the movie with with some I thought some really nice camera work. All right. You, so you couldn't we're, say we're, that, you, you, that was not the case. You felt like you were sitting in like the local uh, VFW hall watching some steroided out guys arm wrestling. You just like it's like glorifying I mean literally it's like Kingpin. Kingpin glorified 
and uh, dramatized to comedic effect the whole uh, bowling rivalry business. It was hilarious because bowling's silly. It's a silly competition. It's horrible to watch. There's no drama there. It's not direct competition. I mean, although arm wrestling is, but nobody, nobody's, nobody's gravitating. Like there's UFC. People love the shit out of UFC. I get it. People aren't ever gonna pick up fucking arm wrestling as a spectator sport. Nobody's no, gonna it's like. Not, okay, it's it's not one of the. It's not as good as uh, like professional uh, NASCAR. That's much no. more exciting to watch. No, for like a hillbilly redneck uh, competition, they want to see mm-hmm. shit blowing up and dudes getting their ass beat. They don't want to see yeah. like two guys like you know with his arm going limp. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and that's what this is trying to do. There, there's just nothing there. It's okay, silly. It's just you don't you don't silly. like arm wrestling as a sport. It's just sort of stupid to you, and that's fine. Look, it's not one of the best sports for for watching. I, I'll agree it's with stupid. you there. It just has I, its place. It's not in a movie. Fucking a movie. I thought I thought it worked well for this movie. Now, I wonder if you really were watching that carefully to this exciting, gripping competition. So I got a, I got a quiz question for you. And I'm going to see. If I'm going to fail it. It's, it's a tough fail one. It. You had to be yeah. paying attention during that Not. 30 minute arm wrestling sequence. <laughs> so uh, this is a multiple choice question. So answer A, B, or C. In order to be eliminated from the world championships of arm wrestling, you had to be beat in one. Two or three matches. That's it's double elimination, so it's two. Two, all right. Yeah, right. Were they clear enough on that point in the movie to let everybody watching know well, that? Well, he loses to Valvoline. He loses to Valvoline Guzzler, and then you think, oh, he's done. But it's double elimination. Yeah, I feel. Well, the announcer says it like five times. Every time yeah, we come was, back, every time we cut back to the competition, you get the same guys going. And by the way, that's double elimination. That means you need to lose twice before you're eliminated. They might have well just put like a thought box up and said, hey, uh, I know we kind of screwed up dramatically here. This isn't the end of the movie. There's another, you know, bigger competition. At the end of it, just hold your popcorn and wait it out, and there'll be a bigger crazier guy that he'll eventually beat so just all i can say is i don't think that whoever edited this movie really thought too highly of the intellect of the people who'd be watching it that you couldn't tell them that once or twice and they would get it they they had to tell you five times who the fuck was flooding to this movie did this movie make a dime i have no idea i have no idea whether it was a success or not who i mean okay can we admit that the character who played Mike Cock was terrible. This fucking terrible kid actor. The he kid actor, he was all right. I don't. Th- I wouldn't call him fucking terrible. I thought he was. I thought he was okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. And and so the chemistry between the kid and Sylvester Stallone was was atrocious. There was no chemistry there. It was bizarre. It seemed mildly pedophilic, especially like let's sleep in the truck scene. Like oh, a lot of truckers do it. That was creepy. <laughs> I like that line. A lot of truckers do it. What exactly? It was like, well, we're gonna do? pull over. It's like, what are we doing? It's like, we're gonna pull over here. It's like, oh, okay. And it's like, a we're hotel. Gonna, gonna sleep in our truck. And then the kids like, oh, I don't know if I'm up for this. And it's like, you know, I had to convince them. Oh, a lot of truckers do it. It just seemed like he was talking about like, you know. And your mind is just in the gutter. You see some sweaty guy's arm wrestling, and your mind goes right. <laughs> just that scene creeped me out. It just really? felt like I really. Thought, I thought that was. I thought that was decent. Where they wake up in the morning and they do calisthenics on the truck. Really, Nambla. I don't know, man. Bad. It oh. just creeped me the fuck out. There's something weird about that whole chemistry. Well, I didn't like you, it. I thought it was terrible. 
This makes this makes me wonder. Now that you're newly a parent, I gotta imagine that everything involving children, parental relationships, and movies kind of hits you harder in the gut. You know, like that feeling of love, or if you had a, your child had abandoned you, or you had abandoned your child. It's all more real now. It's all more pertinent to the emotions you feel. So I often wonder, by all this schmaltzy stuff in films involving children's and parents, it's got to be pushing a button that most people have who've had children. And I'm just wondering, do you do you feel anything like? Was there any feelings stirred <laughs> up in you where you did saw it, yourself as the parent now, and you know it sort of turned your guts a little bit? Did it allow me to take whatever taste I had for films and throw it out the w- window and no, just, embrace I'm just the saying, cheese does and it, schmaltz? I'm just wondering no. if in this movie you found any. Like just the thought of somehow your child being stripped away from you by some angry, uh, you know, like, I don't know, let's just say your wife's grandfather was a, a rich megalomaniac and he uh, somehow wrestled you away from your old child. That that thought didn't rise up with anger in, while you watched this film and sort of give sort of. I don't know, give some breath of feeling to the movie that somebody well, who is not in that position would. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let you in a little secret about about uh, having your having a child or uh, watching your child come into the world. The the whole hormonal chemical epiphany is not there. You're you're more or less the same person that you were prior to the situation. What you uh, what you do is you pick up on a lot more child-oriented things and you think about things differently. It's not mm-hmm. as if your emotional emotions reshift inside you. It's not like some middle-aged puberty. Uh, you're, you're, you're the same person. You just think about stuff a little bit more logically. And, more logically. Uh, I'm sorry, not logically. More, more, but more from a parent, d- you know, parent-child-centric. Mm. And watching this film, I was like, Okay, I guess the kid's gonna do what he's gonna do, but man, I think you had a better gig hanging out with the megalomaniac uh, Robert Loja. <laughs> I think he would have been doing better. I thought, mm. you know, he would have. So that's uh, where your mind went. This kid's got to get into college. He's not going to get into college truck driving across the country. Fuck, man. I mean, he was going to military school. He's probably going to get tons of tail. Uh, you know, be a product of nepotism, inherit his grandfather's fortune, oh, yeah. oh, have an army of uh, you know ruthless suited thugs in West Hollywood to do your bidding, uh, driving around in chauffeured, you know, Lincoln Town cars, mm-hmm. calling shots. Or you could run a fly-by-night trucking business with your loser father like Star and Russell. You know, uh, I guess in my sense, but where's the love, Matthew? Where's uh, more love? Well, okay, th- there's... Uh, that's the... <laughs> Mark's just throwing grenades at me, and I'm having to catch him and pitch him back to him. That's kind of what's going on here. But <laughs> Loja, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't quite understand Loja's character. I guess he is maybe looking. I don't for either. A is he a mobster? Chance. Is he a mobster? I don't. He's got that be. impression. I mean, look, a regular businessman doesn't hire a couple thugs to kidnap a child. That's just not something you do if you don't regularly break the law, right? Yeah, they're not in his Rolodex. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that makes he's not no just, sense. He does, does. He doesn't own a bunch of car dealerships. Well, he might, but he uses he them just to to, uh, to launder money. You don't ever get what he does. I, I, you don't know if it's legit or not. If he was a mobster, you're like, oh yeah, might as well go legit and run a trucking company with your dad. But you never get any impression that the, the guy's not legitimate. He's uh, he's kind of ruthless and he has henchmen. But uh, that's like most of corporate America is like that. So no, no, I, I don't most know. of corporate America doesn't hire thugs to kidnap children. Oh, well. is, they simply well, not, don't do that. All right. Well, I, 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 
maybe not kidnap children, but uh, well, he wasn't kidnapping children. He was. Of course, uh, he was. He was taking a child away from its its his legal guardian. Uh, I thought he had. Oh, I guess they made that not clear at, at the not at that time. They? No, he didn't. No, no. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's a Whatever. pretty serious crime. And if you were a regular businessman, you probably don't want to put yourself out there for that. You don't want to throw your whole business away for something See, like that, especially when you the, could probably win in the courts. Still, it's the problem with this whole movie. It's just the lack of information on you know the backgrounds of these people. Uh, I guess you kind of clarified at the beginning. The wife fell in love with a kind of a blue collar, lower class guy. Had a kid, and uh, that was kind of the rift. But I don't know. I mean, I thought mobsters got along with blue collar guys. Why would that be a problem? Why wouldn't you offer him a job? Like, hey, man. Yeah, why don't you bring him into your fold? I mean, if he's maybe not that smart of a guy, just give him a management position where he can't lose much money and call it yeah, good. Make him exactly. Legitimate. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really make that much sense that Loja's character would hate uh, uh, Hawk so much because he seems like a hardworking guy. You give him, you put him in the right spot. I think he'd make a real good cog in an organization. So I'm going to give you. Here's my <laughs> the problems of this movie. The problems of this movie and and is the whole arm wrestling premise is contrived. I don't care if you thought that it was filmed adequately and gave it enough zest for the competition. Contrived. It's just bizarre. Out of nowhere. I, I, it doesn't make any sense why somebody picked that as the crux of their film. Uh, two, the chemistry between Sylvester Stallone and Mycock uh, wasn't there. It was creepy, like I said. It had like a weird, almost Nambla feel to it. I didn't like it. It made me kind of creeped out uh the kid was a terrible actor uh, never saw him since i don't know what the hell he did with his life and that and uh, it was just kind of sappy corny the sylvester stallone's lines were just so corny just so ah. the corniness that really i and, think that i think that you're more i think corniness makes you cringe more than it does me it's it's Certainly. it's it's it makes me think of like I can like Mitt Romney bullshit, you know, that sort of uh, uh, contrived, I don't know, wholesome. I think if, if, the, if the Romney family has some poor, like, second cousins that are still Mormon, I think they might like this movie. I don't think Rob, <laughs> yeah. Romney would because he's too rich to like the Lincoln character. But if he wasn't so rich, I think he might like it. I bet you this film was extremely popular with the Mormons. It's, uh, you know, nobody's into drugs. There's no weird sex shit going on. Yeah, at least nothing things. that you're, at least nothing that you're seeing, you know, ab- above the table there. Uh, yeah. And it's just corny as shit. I think the Mormons mm-hmm. love corny shit. And this movie is so corny, man. There are it's a couple just, of swear words in this movie, though. I think somebody called yeah, it. Yeah, I noticed that. And it was the stuff. evil wrestler was the only person to allow yeah. to say shit in the entire film. Yeah. It's a little telling. So bad it was a little tough. For, it was a little tough for my family when we were watching it. it made Did my, you have it made, to hide eyes? It made my six-year-old cry. <laughs> the one you kidnapped from uh, uh, from his trucker, his true trucker father. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I okay. You you had mentioned a podcast that you liked a lot. That's since gone. It was black, called gone uh, dark. Uh, it was called. Uh, 
uh, is it is it that bad? Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah. Is it that bad? So here's my question to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess it doesn't work because you like the movie. I did I, like. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. I don't think it deserves its thermometer rating, which is pretty low. I think it does. I think it's just. Uh, it's not. It's not like. Uh, what what is it? Uh, Showgirls. We reviewed Showgirls. Where Showgirls is. Uh, Really, I want to call it a complicated movie because it's so bizarre and uh, possibly satirical that it's really hard to like. Kind of, I think it has to be satirical. It has to be satirical, but there's levels to it. Like there's these kind of levels of of uh, theme and comment that gets you at least got us talking at least. But with this movie, it's just like they had a concept and it just fucking fell flat on its face. Uh, you know, uh, it just didn't work. Nothing worked this is, you in know this what? movie. Would you call this a high concept film? Oh, it's, of course it it's a high concept film. Yeah. yeah. For certain, it's a, it's about arm wrestling. <laughs> there you go. There's, a, there's your it's high a, concept. It's a, the main character, <laughs> arm wrestling trucker. You know, you know what wouldn't be high concept if somebody said, it's about football. That's not high concept. But once you say arm wrestling, arm wrestling it's, it's like, oh, like, Jesus, how can you fucking make It's like, you know, it's a movie about curling. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, well the, the public brings no no real knowledge or experience to the table. You could You could portray arm wrestling any way you'd like in this film because it doesn't have to reflect a reality of competitive arm wrestling in any way, shape, or form. Well, it's just so... Uh, I mean, yeah, I know I'm looking at the, you know, these, these pictures of arm wrestling competitions and stuff, but it's not in the, it's not in, you know, it's not front loaded in the public's mind that this is a thing. It's, it doesn't have enough of a following to go market a movie for it. That's the weird part. There's not enough of a, I mean, it's so niche. I, I you could make like, you know, we were talking about competitive video game, but you'd have to make it a comedy because it's a goof. You, you couldn't, you know, it's it's niche, even though, like you said, Grand Theft Auto Five just sold a billion dollars worth of copies. It's still a niche, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not popular the same way that uh, you know UFC or boxing or football or even pool. I mean, like pool is accessible to most people. Most people can go play pool you go to bars and there's pool tables it's it's you know it's something yeah, i that's... mean where are you going to find a table and two guys with fully formed right arms yeah you know have been like and the other thing is like why is his left arm not just weenied out and his right arm like because he has that pulley system in his truck mm-hmm. and it's like wouldn't he look like those old timey freak show people who would just like exercise one side of their body you know they're like the half man half woman person i think it was uh, the inclined left-handed uh pull-ups he did on the bumper of his vehicle every morning before is there a shot of that i didn't even see that well they were they're doing calisthenics in front of the truck (laughs) and the other thing was just like you just have to when he was there was the bully pinball arm wrestling thing where he like he gets his wimp kid to arm wrestle some bully mm-hmm. you know just you in 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 the the pinball thing and he loses to him and i was like you know man this isn't a thing about just believing in yourself to go beat somebody who has superior 
strength and leverage over you. It's just, it's not, that's the other silly thing. The, the lesson was so ridiculous. It's not It would have been better like, if he would have lost. Yeah. Well, and it the doesn't kid could have learned to lose like a winner, as I, I could, said. I could go through uh, the most rigorous Shaolin monk type of meditations and still have my arm completely ripped off by a you know uh, a NFL lineman. It, it, it's not going to help me. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense. That whole if you believe in yourself, you too can you know win an arm wrestling. It's like no, you can't. You can win an arm wrestling by gaining about 150 pounds and working your arm out in a fucking truck, I guess, for eight hours a day while you're shipping shit around the Southwest. I don't Old know. Old Spice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right man. Let's see. Let's see if anybody reputable reviewed this piece of shit. This week, uh, we have to turn away from Ebert since he didn't, uh, and probably wisely didn't review this movie, and turn to uh, probably one of the second tier writers over at the New York Times that got uh, got stuck with reviewing over the top, Janet Moslin. And uh, I think she has actually has a really well-written and uh, generally negative view of the film. First, she starts it out with uh, a, a usage of a word I'm not really uh, familiar with. She says, it took colossal crust to make a film that is largely about arm wrestling. It isn't that exciting to watch, and it's not the sport of kings either. So what is a colossal crust? I don't know. Like uh, moxie? Great. Yeah, I think it must Whatever. be. It's interesting. Yeah. It's certainly, maybe Balls. it's an East Coast thing. Uh, he, she says the uh, screenplay that was co-written by Stallone doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no. And she talks about the uh, the problem of the boy, uh, my cock. He says that uh, <laughs> he's uh, just a, a plot device to get, get things moving, and more, more so a sounding bo- board for Hawk's philosophy, which is garbled even, for, yeah. even by Mr. Stallone's standard. Keep driving your truck and never quit. Summing up, she says, winning isn't everything Hawk teaches the boy, though it's pretty, it's pretty clear that he lives for a little else. And wow. even if you lose, you can lose like a winner. That's good, too. But whatever you do, never give up. <laughs> and the boy <laughs> parrots it back to him later in the movie, which I, I sort of moved me a little bit, but I'm real, I guess I like schmaltzy stuff. Wow, you're sappy, man. You I guess I am. Much bigger sap quotient than me. I think I do. She talks a little bit about uh, some of the uh, final arm wrestling match pit Sloan against behemoths that, and feature slow motion photography uh, and abundant grunts. I really like the photography of that last bit, though. I guess she didn't. That seemed a little weird. Talking about uh, the great actor uh, Loja, says that he must grapple with absolutely hopeless dialogue <laughs> and endure the humiliation of having Mr. Stallone drive a truck through the gates of his mansion and across the, the lawn. She says, this is the kind of film in which the mansion's front lawn includes lots of white statuary and Mr. Yeah, no. Stallone breaks it all. <laughs> well, okay, so I was thinking about that scene a little bit more here. I, I know we're in the middle of the review, but it it just seems like such a huge character flaw that validates Robert Loge's position and yeah. the entire reason why the kid was kept from him. He's fucking impetuous, violent, 
and has no concept of consequences. And it di- it's not even a Gordian Knot moment. It doesn't do anything but land him in jail and make him sign a custody order over. It's like the... the what the fuck was the point other than yeah, like I, I need I don't to know break Stallone something and uh Sterling Siliphant, the uh co-writer were thinking with this turn it fucks the whole story up first Stallone loses his actual legal standing as a parent second yeah, right. it puts him at a terrible disadvantage against Robert Loja's character and it makes the ending where they reunite where Mike Hawk and Stallone get together again at the end totally implausible because he no longer has custody of the boy a 12 year old boy just can't go hang out with any man he'd like right and if you don't have yeah. legal custody the 12 year old boy i mean he's 18 he can go start a trucking business with his biological dad but at this point hawk has no standing to the boy and there's no way they could go unless loja finally finds that there's enough love in hawk to overcome his impetuousness and bad decision yeah, well, uh, I don't know why we're psychoanalyzing well, this. Really, that, whole, that whole scene really sort of ruins the storyline. Yeah, that the it, truth it, is that Hawk is, you know, maybe a little timid. He's maybe not the sharpest knife in the toolbox. Has some low self esteem. Yeah, he's a good guy though, and he works hard though he can never quite you know, get his shit together and you can sort of understand him and feel for him. And that maybe as he gets older, he realizes the mistakes of the youth and he's really going to double down. And even though his boy's 12, he's going to raise him for the rest of his childhood the best he can. But after he drives into the fucking Loja mansion, it's all out the window. Yeah, he's a violent, irrational fuck. I'd never want to run yeah, my child. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I think that really ruins the whole storyline and it ruins the respectability of the character as sort of a lovable lout. Well, I'm going to say ruins the storyline because the movie was ruined way before that scene. I'm just saying. Well, I, it yeah. was ruined for you. It wasn't ruined for me. And it made up for it a lot with that excellent half hour of arm wrestling at the end. So uh, she goes on just to finish up pointing out the incredible amount of product placement in this movie. Just <laughs> nonstop product placement. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I thought, I I thought it was a pretty well-written review. So... I, man, I, I didn't get a read from you. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Pile of thumbs shit up. or really. Over the top, baby. Thumbs up to over the top. <laughs> thumbs up, your dry ass kind of thumbs up. That's not. <laughs> if you recommended somebody to go see this, you're being kind of a, a dick. Never rec- You wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Well, the thing is, all week long, I was like going, oh, God, how did I, why did I pick a shitty 80s movie? Yeah, now you're validating it. Like, so I, I liked it. Like, I don't know what your I, problem is. I'm going to hate this movie, but when I watched it and I enjoyed it. So there you go. I mean, what can I say? You ha- I think this cognitive dissonance, I think you, you, you said, well, I, I should probably enjoy this because uh, I did pick it, and I don't want to seem like I'm wasting anybody's time here, so... <laughs> <laughs> there may be something like that. You're just going to have to pick a bad movie sometime when I'm not no, expecting it. Time and is see precious. If we go, see if we go the other way around. Fucking time is precious. I know but this was a, a tight ninety minutes. Uh, thank God. But there's a yeah. there's 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 especially in the '80s. There's a ton of shitty movies, and uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't. I saw a ton of them too. I mean, there's <laughs> there's just, good. B you movies. just saw one more. There's like good B movies. Like one I want to do is like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's a really oh, good B please. movie. Yeah, it's a campy movie. We're not doing that next week. 
Uh, it's on my list of movies to do. What um, are we doing? We're going to do, uh, I forget the year, 81. Mm. Uh, sound year for filmmaking. A lot of my favorite movies came around, came out in the uh, early part of the 80s. But uh, Outland, uh, starring Sean Connery. And I saw this in the theater. It was like a double feature with my uncle. Mm. Dates me. And I forget what the first one was. I think it was like Indiana Jones. Uh, and this was the second. And it has like, it came out a little after Aliens. And so it has that sheen to it. It has that uh, working class sort of outer space grit. But what's interesting is it doesn't copy it at all. The The storyline is completely separate and it's much more of a, a high noon Western. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice mashup. And I like the setting and I think the setting works. I'm a little nostalgic for it. So... Uh, that may be uh, blurring my vision, but uh, anyway, um, it's good. Yeah, so, I, I saw this a long time ago. Don't remember anything about it, so I'm actually pretty interested in seeing it again. And plus, Sean Connery is always a blast to watch. I don't think have we seen him since we did Highlander? No, so. we may not have. Yeah, I wanted to put out some dates that I'll be appearing. So I will be appearing at the uh, Dayton, Ohio Holiday Inn on the 24th. Uh, I'll be appearing in the bar. No show. I'm just appearing there. So if y'all want to come down and no, I'm just, just saying, I don't know, man. No I, questions asked. No phone numbers exchanged. I feel a little inadequate because, you know, we listen to all those comedy podcasts, or at least I listen to a lot of those comedians who have podcasts, mm-hmm. and they always like are shouting out the dates. It's like, oh, yeah, but that's their job. Fort Lauderdale uh, Laugh Factory on the 24th of October, and then I'm heading up to New Jersey to uh, Atlantic City for, you know, two nights at the. Yeah, I feel a little inadequate. I feel like I need to shout out some tour dates, so I'm shouting out one. Dayton, Ohio is a fun town, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, always, I always have fun when I go to Dayton. You know what people say about, about shitty places, I've found? Uh, if they don't mm-hmm. want to say something bad about it, it's like, oh, you know what? The people are really nice there. Mm. That's the way I've always determined if a place is a horrible shithole, you should never go. It's like, oh, how is Lubbock, Texas? Oh, the people are really nice there. It's like, oh, okay, I'll put that on my list of towns to avoid for the rest of my life. That's all well, they've got Would you rather to... live in a place where the place itself is really interesting and the people are a bunch of dicks or a place that's boring and the people are really nice? Uh, no, I dicks all the way. That's You'll fun, take dicks? Man. You'll take dicks morning, noon, and night. Oh, man, they're just, it, uh, yeah, wouldn't you? Dick, 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 dick. Dick, 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 dick. <laughs> All right, so uh, until next week. I'm through talking.